to Season 2 of the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. Uh, sorry for the little hiatus there. We planned on having a season break with New Revival. We just didn't plan on it uh, starting as soon as it did or lasting as long as it ended up lasting. But anyway, we're back, and on this first episode, it is myself and Dave. You should be familiar with both of us. I've been on all of the podcasts so far, and Dave's been on most of them. So familiar voices to get back in the swing of things. Uh, in this episode, we discuss events that have happened so far in 2020, so hopefully you find it um, informative. Uh, bear with me as I try to get back in the swing of things as far as running these mics, and I forgot how many times it takes me to do takes for the intro here. This is probably my, I don't know, 20th one, so this is my last one for the night, so it's going to be as good as it's going to get right now. Also, I apologize if it's super duper loud or if you have to crank your mic or crank your radio up to even hear me. I can't remember where I kept the levels adjusted. So uh, bear with me as we work the kinks back out, get back in the swing of things for season two. Um, hopefully you like the new intro. Um, anyway, yeah, here it is. Syria says one of its military air bases has been attacked. Russia has once again warned the United States not to take military North Korea's action. nuclear and missile capability has posed the toughest foreign policy. We are not going to have a third world war. We are currently witnessing a cold third world war. I hope not. The Syrian conflict is already a global conflict. The North Korean leader is so close to getting a, a nuclear capability. This is perhaps the first period of the biggest powers simultaneously. The most deadly wildfires that are sweeping through Australia. 30,000 people ordered to evacuate on the coast. One of the largest evacuations in Australian history. It's time that you left. There's not enough trucks to go around. Over 100 fires still active, many of them uncontained. A city of 11 million people with almost no one on the streets. Trains, planes, buses, cars, almost nothing leaves or enters Wuhan. As people rush to stock up on the essentials. I got everything I need. I mean, literally the truck came and they said they delivered the toilet paper. Within five minutes it was gone. Grab Lysol wipes, Clorox, and soap because everybody was like literally putting tons of them in their baskets. Nowhere is the impact of the coronavirus on trade going to be felt more painfully than at West Coast ports. That's because ships from China are now being canceled. We still the day down, almost 10% lower for the Dow at 21,200 points. Look at the S&P, complete negative territory. You guys all talked about it, but this is a historical day, the biggest drop we've seen since that crash in 1987. Tensions flared at Woolworth's Chalora around 7 o'clock this morning when three women became involved in a toilet paper tussle. I just want one pack. No, not one pack. So Chinese authorities are taking strict measures to contain this virus, but do they believe they're getting it under control? Just an uh, interruption. We're feeling some shaking in our studio. It is relatively strong. Yep. Uh, it, it does appear that we are either having an earthquake or an aftershock. If you are at home, this is duck, a pretty and strong aftershock. We are experiencing quite a bit of shaking. If you'll mm -hmm. give us a brief moment here, we're mm -hmm. making sure that nothing 
is going to come down in the yeah. studio here. And it is going for uh, quite a bit, everybody. I, it continues it, it, this is to, a very strong to rattle earthquake. pretty strong here. 821 here on the air. We're experiencing very strong shaking. Wow. I think we need to get under the desk. All right, we're going to go to break. Now to the search for survivors after those deadly tornadoes hit Tennessee. We now know one of them was an EF4 with winds reaching 175 miles per hour. Their homes were blown away, shredded, reduced to piles of debris and rubble. Tonight, a state of emergency declared in New York as the coronavirus spreads across the country. What began as a regional outbreak in the city of Wuhan, China, is now spreading across Europe. Parts of Italy are shut down tonight. Catholic services and in some places, funerals have been suspended indefinitely. Take a look at a grocery store in Milan, that's Italy's industrial capital. The shelves are bare. Panic shoppers buying in bulk as in a natural disaster, which this is, and it's moving fast. In the past two weeks, the number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold, and the number of affected countries has tripled. There are now more than 118,000 cases in 114 countries and 4,291 people have lost their lives. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Like, we're three months in, well, just now, on our third month into 2020, and it's already been a roller coaster. Um, we're starting in the middle of December. Um, we have the impeachment of Trump that started on December 18th through February 5th. They, um, impeached him on abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, or the two charges. Um, well, you know, as far as to that specifically, um, you know, people are just getting crazy. Um, and I think we're seeing the division of the two sides, the wheats and the tares, I think. Um, and not only that, but if, if you also look like at Israel and Netanyahu being indicted and all the stuff, mm -hmm. you know, about him, and it seems like they're trying to get rid of both these guys who yep. are both trying to work in Israel's that best are, interests. Yeah, yeah so. pro-Israel. I think all that's got something to do with it. I think there's spiritual warfare involved in everything all around us all the time, whether it's, you know, thing after thing after thing that they come up with to try to get Trump out. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's not a perfect person. However, throughout the Bible, God uses imperfect people, unlikely people, and sometimes the least likely of people to accomplish his will. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing is... You know, the other side doesn't like that, and they're trying to get the people out that are trying to accomplish God's will. Mm -hmm. It seems to me very much that um, the other side, for the most part, the stuff that they stand for, and, and not all of them and not everything, but for the most part, the things that are in their agenda are things that God is against in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And 
the things that are in the agenda of Trump and Netanyahu seem to be things that are got got us poor in the Bible. So mm-hmm. yeah, support yeah support of Israel and then uh, the value of life with um, pro life versus pro choice and yeah, I think I mean God will always blesses those that that take care of Israel. Yes. Like just think of Brazil, like how far they've come, come over the past couple of years with their new president that has been very supportive of Israel and they're um, getting ready to move their embassy to Jerusalem. Um, they recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and their economy has done like a complete 180. It's, it's crazy how profitable and successful that Brazil's come over just the past couple of years with this new president. Yeah. And then, and you've also got the peace plan that just came out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, part of that is a two-state solution, I think, and I, I've not read the whole thing myself, but just the highlights that I've heard, um, and that's, you know, potentially a scary thing. Are we going to be dividing God's country and God's people and God's city? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to be any part of dividing what God has already declared is this is the bounds. I wouldn't want to be like, wow, you can have this much and you're going to share this. Exactly. I don't... And we have, you know, people in... Congress that um, also believe that Israel doesn't have a right to exist, that it's mm-hmm. um, Palestine. Palestine. I think the one um, congresswoman had a t-shirt on recently that was the map of the Middle East, and Israel wasn't on it. It said Palestine instead. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Palestine was only Palestine during the Roman Empire. Um, before that, it was all Jewish, and there's there's all kinds of archaeological evidence going all the way back that proves that the Jews were there first. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I think about that. Yeah, that's their promise line. Uh, I, I guess just to get into other world events and stuff that's happened, like just already, uh, we've had the huge Australian wildfires that were, well, they found that were purposely set. And um, I think I, I looked up some numbers. They said that 28 people died, which I thought that's, that number seemed low to, compared to what I thought I'd heard, but that's what I pulled today. Uh, 3,000 homes were destroyed, and with a total of over 9,000 buildings being destroyed, um, they were counting in, like, outbuildings and other, like, non-dwellings. Um, billions of animals, billions with a B, of animals were affected, um, not necessarily killed, but displaced or... Right, I've heard anywhere from a half a billion to a billion animals were killed just, in those fires. And think back to the fires that were in California, just... Last year, yeah, wasn't just it? last that year. Was, that mm-hmm. was, that was, well, it seems like every year it seems like California's right? been on fire. And, but it seems like more and more and more. And a lot of people um, seem to be chalking that up to global warming or climate change or whatever they're calling it today. Um, but I think it's just another thing that we're seeing happening in the world, whether it's um, political or environmental or whatever, I think that they're all signs of the times, and they're all spoken about in the Bible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it talks about the different signs and, and weather and how there's going to be an increase in earthquakes and volcanoes and floods and famines, and we're seeing all of that right now. Um, yeah, Australia lost over 46 million acres were destroyed, which is that's kind of hard to imagine. That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of land. Yeah. Um, and then also I think it's... Interesting that uh, China's been buying up a lot of Australia. They're buying up for pretty much pennies on the dollar, or 
whatever Australians use for money. <laughs> they're, they're buying up all of uh, Australia's land. They've uh, over the past decade they've spent 150 billion dollars um, buying up businesses, infrastructure, land, and water assets. And then, um, yeah, they're planning on putting in. I think it's a train system, I think, in a lot of this area of Australia Australia that was destroyed. Um, China's also um, been exporting a lot of their men uh, to Africa, uh, where they're, it's forced slave labor in um, Africa that's doing a lot of like their mining and stuff, because the whole continent of Africa is rich in a lot of minerals and valuable, um, well, valuable minerals and metals and stuff that they're over there mining. A lot of that is forced labor. And that may um, speak, too, to the whole globalist agenda a little bit. And we're seeing it now with the the virus that's going on, just how dependent we are on China, how much of our stuff they make that we get from there that we don't have the resources or the ability to make. We don't have the factories to produce. Mm -hmm. We don't have the people that know how to make it. So hopefully that turns that around. But um, you know, I think a lot of that other side's agenda is globalism and a one world order. It's also, you know, is, is part of what the Bible talks about mm-hmm. in the end days. So, um, you know, not necessarily that today is the end day, but we can see it being set up and more and more and more we see it coming into play and, and um, the precursors for uh, what needs to be in place for all that to happen. We're seeing. You know, it's like we're watching the pages of the Bible come to life before our eyes, like, every single day. Mm-hmm. And it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, I would like to get into the whole globalist or globalism side of things, whether it be on this podcast, I'd be fine with that, or a separate podcast. Just how the, I guess, the elite of the elite own everything. And I guess that whole, like, like you said, that whole globalist agenda of, a one world government and then the very powerful controlling everything and the kind of branching out from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to be a part of that. Um, not the agenda, but yeah, the yeah, podcast, yeah. you know, if we, if we do that in the future, but, um, yeah, absolutely. There's, um, so many world leaders right now that don't want there to be any borders. They want to, you know, the whole world to be like one country under one, control and some of our leaders in the past have talked about that mm-hmm. you know George Bush senior in senior. his famous speech talking about the the brave idea that you know now we have an opportunity to do this great mm-hmm. idea a new world a order new world exactly yep um, and that went right over the head of so many people mm-hmm. you know so many people didn't didn't catch that or pay attention and then since then more and more and more people talked about a new world order and um that's I mean, what you, they're talking about I mean, if you just look at everything that's been going on we've been following this whole blueprint that they have which their blueprint you can look it up it's agenda 2030 like mm-hmm. you have agenda 21 and then through agenda 2030 we're living through all of this like they've they've told us what their end goal is and we've watched them do it and we've let let all of this happen right in front of us and I don't know if you've seen any of the maps for like Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 where they're mm-hmm. trying to... Um, the mega cities. Yeah, and they try to squeeze everybody into where they just live, like in the city, center of the country. And I've had to wonder maybe if some of those fires on the coast haven't been a part of that plan. Hopefully not, but it could be. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of evil in the world, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, talking about more of, I guess, the environmental things that have been happening around the world... Um, the locusts, the 
in uh, northern Africa or northeastern Africa. Uh, they're all the way in the south of Asia now. Um, they said it's hundreds of billions, hundreds of billions of locusts. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a swarm, the largest re- recorded swarm, which this was on February 13th, so this has been a month ago, so I'm not sure if it's grown since then or not. But it was 37 by 25 miles, the swarm of locusts. That's huge. That's, yeah, that's a lot of bugs. That's not seen the videos of those. I'd encourage you to look them up on online. Um, you know, there, there's videos of trees just they're not covered with one layer of locust, but it's locust upon locust, mm-hmm. and and they're saying that entire farms in Africa, like the whole farm, is wiped out in 30 seconds. It mm-hmm. goes from being a farm that's productive to nothing, everything gone in 30 seconds. Yeah, have you listened to any of the videos um, wherever they land on a field, and it literally sounds like buzz saws because of all of them chomping. It, it, you wouldn't think like a bug would make that much sound, but eating. But when you have yeah, when you have billions of them right. there, yeah, it literally sounds like saws going off, and yeah, they just pick everything clean. I guess they can travel 93 miles in a day, depending on like the different winds and stuff. But they. There's the video, um, I think, just from last week in Saudi Arabia in the desert where there's, like, big clumps of them. Yeah, I thought that was super weird. Um, you know, they're probably, I don't know, a couple feet wide by three feet long, and it's it's just locust upon locust. Yeah, a couple, all yeah, a couple feet together. deep, yeah, all. Yeah. And they look just like a big, I don't know, standing from afar, it looks like some sort of monster going across the ground, mm-hmm. but it's just you know, thousands and thousands of locusts in each of these clumps with sand in between the clumps. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And there's been, even in China now, um, you know, as much trouble as they're having with the coronavirus, but um, the locusts are there now too. And, um, you know, obviously in, in Egypt, that was one of the plagues that God used in judgment. So, yeah, I saw on, like, like Africa, they already have, um, like in Ethiopia and Somalia and Yemen and all all around right there, like they're already having a Sudan, they're already having a horrible famine anyway. Let alone whenever you put locusts on top of this, no, that's, that's no good. Well, those are some of the signs that Jesus talks about in Matthew and Luke, both when uh, the disciples ask him what would be the signs of uh, the end of the age, and he talks about pestilence and famines, um, and the locusts certainly. I think would qualify as pestilence as, lo- as well as the virus that's going around now. But um, the locusts also cause the famines because they're eating all of the food that the humans then can't eat mm-hmm. because the farms are no longer productive because they're gone. Did you see where China was sending 100,000 ducks to Africa and yes. like South Asia to yeah. eat them? I guess they said chickens. I don't know why I have these numbers, but <laughs> chickens can eat 70 locusts a day. Whereas ducks can eat over 200 a day. So that's why they opted for ducks over locusts. And I guess afterwards you always eat the ducks. If they don't have bird flu. I was going to say, yeah, because China, not only do they have this coronavirus, but they also have a horrible avian flu and uh, swine flu. Yeah, so they're really getting hit. And, you know, people, there's the prophecy um, that gets fulfilled all the time when people say, well, things have always been this way. You know, there's there's a verse in the Bible that, mm-hmm. that says that people will say that. And I know that there's always been stuff that goes on, bad stuff, but there's not been this much that's concentrated this quickly. And, um, you know, Jesus says, Behold, I come quickly when he's talking about his return. And the word for quickly is taku 
in the in the Hebrew, which is, or maybe it's the Greek, um, but that's where we get our word tachometer and tachycardia. And I don't think it means quickly as in I'll be here tomorrow. I think it means more that it will ramp up and come quickly. It talks about as a woman travailing in, in childbirth and in, in birth pangs. And, you know, those start out slow and far apart. And when you get closer and closer, they get closer together and stronger. And that's exactly what we're seeing with all these things that we're talking about. Well, I, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yeah, and people say, like you said, they're like, oh, this has been the same since my my grandpa was growing up. If you if you look at all this, I don't think they, I'm not sure if they're aware of like the global scale of things. This is not only are worse things happening, but worse things are happening more often than they ever have in recorded history anyway. Um, I, I guess to get on this whole coronavirus thing, since this is the big one right now, um, I, I keep hearing more and more people say like, oh, it's just the flu. The flu kills more people than this every year. I've never seen the National Guard called in for the flu to shut down areas like New Rochelle and right. New York. And I, I guess just to get into what it is. So the coronavirus that they did, they have, I mean, it's pretty common knowledge now that it is man-made. It has an HIV-like mutation allowing it to bond to human cells a thousand times stronger than the SARS virus, which the SARS virus was the... Uh, stands for severe acute respiratory syndrome, and it enters the body uh, by bonding with an um, a protein. I'm sorry, a receptor protein called ACE2 uh, on the cell membrane. So it, it and from from what I've I listened to, uh, my dad sent me a channel that he's been listening to uh, with my mom. I'm trying to find it. Real yeah, quick. he sent me that one today too. Yeah, it's a doctor um, that talks about basically. Like the scientific side of uh, what I guess what happens to your body with uh, all of this. Oh, there we go. Playing in the background. Medcram. Medcram was the yes. YouTube channel. But uh talks about how you, basically it's the pneumonia and everything that you get afterwards and how uh, he explained it like um, like your lungs are like a tree. Like you have like the roots and the roots go to branches and the branches go to smaller branches and then those branches go to leaves and how your lungs basically mimic the same way. Those little leaves and stuff are getting all inflamed, filling up with fluid and you eventually drown yourself from the inside. So that's why you have to, you can recover from this pretty easily um, as long as you're supported by a respirator and have medical attention. Like you have to, like you have to have the right type of medical attention. Like you're not just going to, lay on the couch and get better from it. Right. You have to have all this medical equipment. And I guess that, that's the problem that a lot of, um, I guess the reason for the restrictions and everything is because of the resources that it takes to get over this. That's why they're trying to, they're already saying that like half of Americans are probably going to get it just because of the R not value or at the rate of which, um, it, it's spread. Um, well, and I keep hearing that it's um, at least 10 times more lethal than the regular flu as well. So mm -hmm. the potential for more deaths. And also, I know every year in America, um, I think I heard today 36,000 people yep, on average die from the flu. I've heard higher and lower estimates. but um, So if you look at this in the past, um, you know, it really kind of started in... January, late January, mm -hmm. went through February, now we're halfway through March, but um, 
you know how many have died so far? It's Fifty-one like, today, I think. It, well, in the U.S., but throughout the world, there's like you know fifty-eight hundred at least. Oh yeah. And we think some of the countries are fudging their numbers. So yeah, I was gonna say if 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 you believe that the numbers that are out there, I don't think that we're getting the whole story with the numbers because, like you said, we we um I'm trying to get those numbers pulled up now, but. Yeah, the U.S., they say on average 36,000 people die a year from the flu. And we have 51 so far, which seems really low right. <laughs> considering all the steps and stuff that have already been taken into place. Which I, th- I know a lot of it has to do with they're showing how fast um, it's being spread. So they're, And it's the whole exponential growth that everybody's worried about. Just this past Monday, I made a note. I looked um, at the stats and on Monday, there was 110,000 cases. Do you have it pulled up how many there are today? Yeah, 156,000. So we've added 46,000 cases in today's Saturday. Um, I wrote this down on Monday. So just in those five days, 46,000 cases have cropped up, and there were 3,800 deaths on Monday. How many do we have now? Um, I see... Do you know where the global number is? I'm seeing it per country. Yeah, it's kind of towards the upper right. If you're looking at the same map I normally look at, let me find it. Is that John Hopkins map? Mm, yes. Let's see. Oh, 5,800. There we go. So 2,000 deaths in five days. Oh. So spread over a period of time as it grows exponentially, you know, I think the potential is much greater than that of the regular flu. Um not that the regular flu is anything to take lightly because yep. people do get sick and they do die from it. But I, I just think that this is at least potentially and tentatively more, you know, has the potential, I guess is what I'm saying, to, to be more lethal and, and faster over a longer period of time. So, um, and, and it's, it's pestilence. It's one of the things that Jesus says we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why, why would you be surprised? And, you know, all these things, there are a lot of people that are um, pretty freaked out about it. And, you know, I know, like you and Beth, you've you both been saved for a long time. I, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just saved a little over three years ago. And before then, I freaked out about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, any anything I saw that was bad in the news would really concern me and, and upset me and I would show other people and they would get upset um, but now because we think eternally you know that that comes natural after you're saved we look at the big picture we look at the the long game so to speak mm-hmm. um, now it's 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 no longer a concern so I think this is also a great opportunity for us as Christians to help people through it because there are a lot of people out there who are scared scared and, and fearful and really they don't have to be if, mm-hmm. if they know what's going to happen you know there's the, the verse where Paul says to live as Christ and to die as gain so when we think of things on an eternal basis and when we know what the Bible says all of this stuff was predicted so we, we have no need to be surprised yeah like we were talking before I, I got I've been able to use this to witness to a lady at work that has kind of shut herself off from me for the past few years saying all right, don't talk to me about this anymore. Right, but right. because of all this going on, she's scared. And she's like, why aren't you scared? And I'm like, well, I'm, even if this does kill me, like I, I'm not afraid to die. And I, I've got a chance to witness to her. So hopefully 
I mean, I know there are people seeking seeking answers right out there. So, it's duty as a Christian to have the answers for them. Um, I think also two people are like we were talking about, like being prepared and everything. Like Beth and I have been prepared for a while. Like we keep like you have car insurance, you have house insurance, you have health insurance. So why not have food insurance? So we have a, a supply of food that we keep and we rotate it out every now and then. Um, and everybody always kind of made fun of us for it. Like, oh, you guys are fear mongers, whatever. Now they're kind of. <laughs> Can we get some of that? Yeah, stuff? yeah, they're asking us like, oh, so what kind of stuff do we need? We need to buy. You got extras? Yeah, I think it's funny that people are calling you, um, oh, saying that you're freaking out and hoarding things. When if you go back 50 years ago, I mean that would have been like not even 50 years ago. Like I don't know, my dad talks about the blizzard of '78 here in Indiana where they were snowed in for two weeks and they didn't worry about food because they had a pantry because you ate at home. So you had a supply of food at home that you ate. Right. So you didn't have to worry about getting stuff. So the neighbor would come by on a snowmobile like, Hey, you need anything? It's like, nope, nope, we're good. And I'm like, maybe if you want to bring us some milk, I mean, we got powdered milk, but, um, I, I think it's, we've become such a just in time society instead of just in case. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of turned around to bite us a little bit. Um, I know the hospitals are that way. My mom works in a hospital and she says that, that's their like oh you're gonna save so much money in inventory like just get it like we'll send a truck whenever you need it so that way you don't have to pay to store it all or to have a big supply of it you just order just enough that you need just the time that you need it until you can't so that's why i mean it's smart i mean the bible talks about making provisions Mm -hmm. i mean just think of of joseph whenever they had the seven years of famine and they had the seven bountiful years yeah, we're going to have a whole seven years. Let's be smart with it. We're going to stock some up. So then during the seven bad years, we'll be able to ration out and everything will be fine. Exactly. Or just think about knowing the animals. I mean, Noah had enough food for the animals and people that could have potentially came. Right. I think now we're running into the issue of we've been Noah building the ark while the, while the storm clouds are rolling in and everybody's making fun of us. And now it's starting to rain a little bit and people are kind of freaking out and trying to get on on board and i don't think even people are panicking now i think i mean there's there's no real need i guess to panic now because we still have stuff available i mean it's getting fewer and harder like especially toilet paper right now or <laughs> hand sanitizer is getting harder to find um which i think that one's kind of a funny one to stock up on right i was talking to i was telling you i was talking to tom and tom was saying i hope they're stocking up on food because otherwise they're not gonna have a need for that toilet paper right. like, yeah that's a good point um I don't know, I guess being prepared shouldn't be something that you're made fun of for. I mean, it it was common practice up until recently, and just because we've become, I guess, too comfortable in our where we're at now where we can just go to the store and get whatever we want, and now all of a sudden it's not there. Um, We were talking before, Beth said that she read an article where um, the Costco at County Line Emerson, uh, south side of Indy, Greenwood area, uh, somebody pulled a gun on someone over... Uh, getting, I'm not sure if it was toilet paper or what, uh, up there uh, last night. And just think, if somebody's willing to pull a gun on somebody now when all you have to do is go to another store that's got it, because right. as of right now, that's where we're at, think of if it gets to the point where that's not there, like how savage are people willing to be? Well, people, unfortunately, are, are um, you know, there's so many people that are all about me and what I want and what I need and... and you know, they don't care about other people. And we were talking earlier just when we were having a conversation about how much the world has changed in such a short period of time. 
if you look back to the 50s or the 60s, it was like Mayberry and, um, you know, the Andy Griffith Show and Dick Van Dyke and stuff. That's how people really lived. And things were much simpler, but I think also much more friendly in general. Mm -hmm. Um, People tended to take care of their neighbor better than they do today. And unfortunately, as all that has changed, the people have changed too. And, And the Bible talks about that too. Second um, Timothy three says, uh, "Know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. We're certainly in those. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy." And it goes on and on with a long list that describes the way people are exactly right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, we've seen this whole ramp up of not only we're talking about the blasphemers and perilous times and all, all like well, we haven't even gotten into space weather and stuff like that mm-hmm. yet where we've had meteor big meteor just hit india um there was a big one across uh was it arizona mm-hmm. the other day um we talked about the wildfires we talked about famines there's huge fish kills still like where they're you look on a beach or in the and it's mostly on beaches where they just find like these huge pile or waves coming in of just these dead fish they're not sure why they all died and and birds too all over the world mm-hmm. birds are just falling out of the sky and nobody's sure why so did you see the swarms like the big murders of crows flying in wuhan mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago those are kind of ominous and there's there's places in the world where like there's big swarms of bats that are you know scaring people to death and monkeys there's there's been big hordes of monkeys that are running around in some places killing people so monkeys are terrifying <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm not that I like bats or anything. <laughs> we have had a bat in the house last summer. It somehow got in. Uh, I think it slipped in through one of our window unit air conditioners and it got in Beth and I's room. I ended up shooting it with my pellet gun. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if it was the best option, but had I got to replace it. all the windows. Well, <laughs> there is a pellet in that wall. <laughs> Plaster walls. But uh, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a big bat. It was one of those big brown hairy ones too. It was gross but the thing is that people don't have to be afraid um you're right they shouldn't panic and you talked about they you know have car insurance and health insurance and life insurance well how about your eternal life insurance Mm -hmm. how about your insurance for your soul Mm -hmm. um because we all have one of those whether you know you do or not you do um god's word is the truth it proves time and time and time again be truthful mm-hmm. and it's full of watermarks and proofs that are just woven throughout it that are fascinating to study and you know like me three and a half or four years ago it, it didn't make any sense to me I didn't understand it I, I just tried to kind of read it like a book and thought no I don't get it and put it down but when you really study it and learn what it says, it, it tells you all these things are going to go on, and it, it tells you about them. And they've, you know, at times in the past, um, you know, it's full of all these types and shadows of things that have happened, and you can see them happen again. And uh, prophecy continues to play out, so there's no need at all to be afraid. And if we put all of our faith and our trust in Jesus. We know that we have a future in heaven and in and, and paradise and that we'll rule and reign as kings and priests with him. So um, once you know that and understand that, because everything else in there mm-hmm. is true, 
that's going to be true as well. Yep. It really gives you a sense of peace and well-being. And so all the people that are freaking out and scared right now don't need to be. They need, mm-hmm. to, they need to put their faith and trust in Jesus to save them, and he will every single time. Yeah, like, like you said, I've, I've been saved since I was, it was my eighth birthday. So it's been 21 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I t- too often for granted take, or I take that confidence or that, I guess that peace of mind for granted. Whereas people that it's more fresh, you remember being scared about these yes. things. Whereas I've always kind of had like, hey, I know the end plan. Like I know, like even if I do die, like I know where I end up. So I've never had that fear of like, like if I die, I don't want it to hurt. I guess that's my only fear. <laughs> it's like, man, I hope this is quicker. <laughs> but other than that, um, like I, I, I guess I always have to remind myself too. Like, I guess I don't know. Try to try to put myself in their shoes of the fear that they have, and then with that, I, I am able to kind of share with them the peace that I have. Like, how do you have like like this lady I work with? Like, how do you have this? Like, how are you so calm during this? Like, aren't you freaking out? I have to kind of take myself back and like, oh yeah, I'm, this is, I, I know where I'm going when I die. So I don't have that same fear. Right. And First um, Peter 3.15 says, sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and, and fear. Um, that means on our part, um, meekness as in, being yielding and, mm-hmm. and gentle. Yes. And the fear of God is the fear that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and the beginning of wisdom, or, or the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs also tells us in other places in the Bible too. But, um, you know, there, there there's no reason to be afraid when you know what's going to happen. Well, the reason people are afraid is because they don't know what happened. And mm-hmm. if you talk to pastors who um, do service at funerals, You'll hear them tell you if, if they're at a Christian funeral, it's completely different from someone who is an atheist or, mm-hmm. or just a non-believer, I guess, um, because those people don't have any hope. They don't know what's happening yep. to their their loved ones, and they don't yeah, think they'll a, ever see them again. Or yeah, whatever. it's a homegoing for a Christian. Yes, and mm-hmm. um, it's not goodbye. It's more of a we'll miss you while we're here, but we'll catch up later. Yeah, and, and we know in our hearts that. We will see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. That's what she, the lady I work with, she's more terrified for her son. Like she, yeah. she just has like she's terrified. Like he was supposed to go on this school field trip down to Costa Rica, and she was terrified to let him go. She's like, "What if he doesn't come back?" Because for her, if she were to lose him now, like that would be forever. Right. So, uh, thankfully, it's kind of got her asking the right questions. So, hopefully, here soon we'll have some good news. Yeah. But, um. You know, and I, I oftentimes think about what heaven will be like, too. And, and one of the things that the Bible tells us is that there's no time there, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder, in our perception, when we pass away, will we see our loved ones almost instantaneously? Will it, mm. it seem just like the blink of an eye to us and boom, they're there? So we weren't really yeah. ever apart with them very long. Time only exists in this dimension. It doesn't exist there. I've driven myself crazy trying to figure out time. I don't <laughs> understand it, like viewing it as di- I've listened to different guys like, trying to explain like what time is like nah, I still don't get it <laughs> one of the time it's fun to think about I that. think I, I think I've shared this time like I think it was C.S. Lewis that described time as like if you had a piece of paper with a line on it mm-hmm. and a line being like you had like the start of the line and the end of the line that's 
time. And then God would be the piece of paper. So like he's outside of time. So I think that's the easiest way I can explain, like understand it. But I still like, even that two dimensional, I don't don't understand. Um, uh, but also too, like we've talked about this at church. Um, so we definitely see the times like, I feel like it's getting close to the end as far as the rap, the rapture coming, mm-hmm. uh, the the harpazo, the calling up and all that. Catching light. Yeah. Um, so what, like our church has been trying to figure out like, what do we need to do to kind of prepare the world? Because things are going to get a whole lot worse here like after the Christians leave. So what do we need to do to leave? Like, what do we need to leave behind to help the new Christians or the new believers that get saved after the rapture? Uh, what do we need to do to help them? So dad's been working on a tract. Um, hopefully he gave me a rough draft of it. I, I liked it. I know he was planning on working on it some more this, this coming week. Um, but basically saying like, okay, the Christians are gone now. Now what? So yeah. what, okay. So what you should have been seeing he, in it, he's wanting to lay out, um, I guess saying you will have seen this happened at this point. Now you can expect this. Uh, and then also giving answers in the Bible to go to, I guess, drive them to the Bible to then help them kind of, because the, the Bible is, there's a whole acronym of basic instructions before leaving earth. Right. So, I mean, this. And that's the great thing about the Bible is that all of life's questions are answered in there. Mm-hmm. Any question that you have about anything really is answered in there. Um, so I think that, you know, after the raptures happen and people come seeking, trying to figure out why all these people left, um, and, and after the rapture, at some point, is going to be the great tribulation—a time that Jesus says is worse than ever has been, nor ever will be again. So people are going to be even more scared, and uh, you know. So the thought is, you know, certainly not all, but most of the people that go to church, hopefully, will have. Um, vanish so they'll go to the churches trying to find out what they knew that we don't know as non-believers so um, you know I think the most important thing is to tell them the the basic steps to salvation to accept that they're sinners to realize that they've transgressed God's law because we are all have right the Bible says none are righteous no not one yeah that's the standard that we're judged against exactly Um, and to repent of that to have a change in mind to realize that the old way is not the right way, um, but the Jesus way is the right way. He's the the way and the truth and the life, Mm -hmm. and no man comes to the Father but by Him. Mm -hmm. And and once we realize that and we turn 180 degrees, we turn our backs on sin and turn to Jesus and put our faith and our hope and our trust in Him to save us and and ask Him to save us, says um, in Romans that, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and you believe in your heart um, that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved, mm-hmm. period. So um, you have to have that realization. You have to have that faith. You have to truly believe in your heart that he'll save you, and he does. And once that happens, there's no longer any reason to be afraid. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, the Bible, I mean, it made it simple. It's a free gift. Yes. It's all we have to do is accept it. And the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yep, the gift. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Um, that's something that we were talking about um, a little bit towards the end of second talk last night in RU was just 
how overwhelming it is that it was a free gift and that that's all it takes and he does the rest. And then also too, how much more things open up to you after you've accepted, like after you've be- repented and trust Jesus mm-hmm. um, to save you, how much that has, that opens up the rest of the Bible because then the rest of it starts to make sense because now you're reading your mail. Yes. And now you have the Holy Spirit to help you understand as well, where before you didn't have that advantage. Um, and what is really so amazing to me and makes me even more grateful and thankful and appreciative is that he died for me while I was his enemy, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing everything wrong. Um, my life was completely opposite of what he wanted it to be. But because he loved me, he gave his life for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mind-blowing. Yes. So, well, thanks thanks for coming here. I think, um, not to necessarily, I guess, to kind of start wrapping things up, but this is kind of going to be, I guess, the new season of New Revival is um, something that Dave and I have talked about um, with all these things happening in the world, like how we've seen this ramp up Mm -hmm. of things coming and... um, I guess since we're both kind of news buffs, <laughs> trying to uh, write this down. And then we had kind of a lot to cover in this one. We, we hit some of the main ones. We skipped a lot. Um, yeah, I think hopefully this is just kind of an overview, and, and we'll be back to do it again and again as, as things change, um, you know, maybe even on a monthly basis or, mm-hmm. or, or something. But um, thank you for having me. I, I am genuinely uh, joyful to see the podcast up and running again. I, I've sincerely missed it, and I'm, I'm really thankful and fortunate to be a part of the, the first one on the second season. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so we're wanting to, to kind of switch, I say switch gears, but as things come up, but we're wanting to do a lot more um, news stuff. So if you have anything uh, newsworthy that you would like to see covered, you can email us um, at newrevivalpodcasts at gmail.com. Um, you can also... Um, comment below in the different forms that you view this podcast in. Honestly, I was going to take some some knocking of the rust off to remember <laughs> where all it's being posted. What was my password? Yeah, what was my password again? Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I have that written down. Good deal. Um, yeah, but we're going to cover more things, whether it be... Um, I would like to do some specific topics coming up, but also uh, as we accumulate more news, whether it be uh, weather, social... Um, it could be political, just other types of news. We're going to try to cover that pretty frequently. I was just trying to think back whenever we decided, because we decided we were going to do this back at the end of last year. Yeah, like, we've been talking about it for months. As, as it just, We've seen all this stuff ramping up all over the world. We, we didn't even touch on the stuff going on really in the Middle East with Syria and um, yeah, I completely forgot like Turkey how we, and Russia and all that stuff is really... Or how we were almost the, started World War Three with... Uh, or not started. How we were almost involved in World War Three with Iran back in January, which right. is crazy. Like we completely even forget about that. Like everybody thought that, that was going to be World War Three right there. And yeah. I don't know. There's a whole lot going on. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I know I missed. Um, well, I think the main thing for for people to remember after this overview is that the Bible tells us over and over and over again to fear not, don't be afraid. Um, Jesus is there. He loves you. Put your faith and trust in Him. And, and he will save you. He'll get you through the storm. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening.
for sticking all the way to the end of this first episode of Season 2 of New Revival Podcast. I apologize if the, the audio was off. I've done what I can to try to fix it, and I haven't messed it up yet. It is now a little after 3 in the morning on Sunday, which, I mean, it's not a big deal to me. I work night shift, so I'm used to it. But anyway, I've been working on this since Dave left at, I don't know, a little after 8 o'clock. So, anyway, I haven't messed it up beyond repair yet, so hopefully I can make it from this phase right here where I'm doing my final saves to posting it without losing it which is why i have it saved in like three different spots right now so anyway um yeah this is the first episode of season two and uh check back here soon hopefully for another episode thanks